Generation of Kings. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Let me just drop this, okay? When you pray for people, eh? There's, there's a missing link in our intercessory prayers for people. I don't even know whether I should go there right now. Let me just drop it and maybe I'll explain later. When we pray for healing for people, there's a missing link in our prayers. I'll tell you. We often say, Lord, heal this person. Lord, we just thank you for healing. We enforce the killing power. We break the influence of darkness and all and all and all and all and all and all and all. Ah! Should I give you an expo tonight? Should I give you? It took me a long time. It took me a long time to understand. There's a missing link. There's a missing link in many of our prayers. And this is game changing. When we begin to pray like this, we will see outlandish outbursts of miracles. You know when you're praying for someone's healing, God is involved. You're involved. The person involved, the devil is involved. God's word, God's disposition towards anybody who is sick is healing. Healed, healed, healed. Heaven's account. Unbelievers, he healed them. He didn't say, were well, you saved? He didn't say, tell me about your diets. Tell me, who's your dietitian? Who's your nutritionist? Who's your doctor? He does not consult. God's disposition to any human ailment is healed. Heal him, heal him, heal him. Healing is so essential to the prince of the kingdom that healing is not an indicator of the kingdom. Healing is a reflection of the influence of the kingdom. That's what it is. So when you see the miracles of Jesus, particularly in mass, teaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and then healing. So we know God's disposition is this guy is healed. We don't need to quest God about that. Now, somebody's going to go like, eh, how about if it's the person's time to die? It's possible. But see, as far as God is even concerned, eh? If it's the person's time to die, and I'll show you from the Bible, God would rather heal. God's preference is that this person should be healed from that sickness than die after the healing. Because people don't have to die from sickness. People should die from finishing the assignments, not from sickness. So there's a mindset that thinks that people need to go through sickness. Mm -mm -mm -mm. How do I know? When Jesus was resurrected, don't forget that he was beaten with a cat of nine tails. So the miracle of the resurrection of Jesus was not just the resurrection from the dead. It was the complete repair of every tear, every rip, every tissue that was stripped of him, every muscle that was ripped with the broken shards of of thorns the miracle was that when it comes out of the grave they say ah we need to take him to the hospital let them stitch his skin because he was whipped it was a bundle of flabby flesh oh come on somebody now yet when it comes out of the grave there's no need for any consultation we don't need any skin expert. We don't need extra oil or balm. It was just three or four days. Listen, if they beat anybody like that and they put the person in the best hospital in the world, the person will come out on the third day. 
may be revived, but his skin will be permanently damaged. The only two parts that we can say he left as a sign were the nails so that they could dip their fingers into, in fact, for Thomas, dip his finger into that. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is important. What I'm teaching us is largely lost in the body of Christ. Now, so it's going like, go like, but people get healed. Yes. Do you know a lot of people that get healed, they get healed on the faith of a primary man of God or a prophet who has explored this experientially. So we know God's disposition is always yes and amen. Always. About when it comes to healing. Always. Case study. Someone say, that's Jesus. Okay, Lazarus. The Bible says that he died of sickness. Jesus said, let's go and raise him up. <laughs> let's go and wake him up. When Lazarus comes out of the grave, there's no record that he was still sick because you can be alive and sick. Because at least when he was sick, he was alive until he died. Now, what does that tell you? Write this down. Sickness is death in installments. Sickness is death in doses. Sickness is death in micro portions. Therefore, the reason I don't accommodate sickness is that I don't accommodate death. So when the divine healing comes, it flushes out everything dead. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So we know God's disposition. See, the Bible says, give the devil no foothold. Sickness is an ambassador. Sickness is a reflection, a reminder of the death of man, the fall of man. It's an indicator. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Come on. When you feel that headache, eat well, drink a lot of water, go and sleep. If you wake up and you still feel the headache, say to yourself, I don't negotiate with terrorists. I do not negotiate with terrorists. Says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy John 10, 10, but I've come that they might have life and have it what more abundantly. More abundantly. Are we getting this now? So God's disposition will know it. Now, who else is involved? The devil is involved. We know the devil. The devil is involved. The devil does not want anybody to be well. He doesn't want anybody. If your body is well. If your body is well, it wants your mind to be sick. If your mind is well, it wants your emotions to be sick. If your emotions are sick, it wants your spirit to be damaged. Are we getting this now? All right. Minister Ochi, check your WhatsApp. I just sent you a message. So there are four major parties, four major parties involved. Four. Okay? God, we know his disposition, healing. Devil, we know his disposition, don't heal. If you heal his body, even by some kind of manipulation, give him something in his mind. So that's why people, people who secure healing through dark arts or dark magics, that, that dark magic that work on where demonic powers work on protoplasmic transformation, which means that they might be able to alter parts of the body. If they do that, 
something is affecting the person's mind or the person's emotions or the person. Are we getting what I'm saying? So the two primary factors that will determine the healing in anybody's life is the sick person, sick, right? And then the intercessor or the believer. Because the Bible says, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Those are the two final bastions. He does not say, and God will ask you to lay hands on the sick. We already know God's disposition. He does not even say, and the devil will oppose you. We already know. That's why he said he gave them power to cast out devils. So when people don't get healed, it's usually between two people. The sick person and the unsick person, the believer, the prayers of the saints. Now, somebody goes, but I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. Ayakaka, this revelation is sweating me. This one I'm about to share with you is sweating me. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, and the person died. The person didn't get well. Do you know what Jesus said to, let me show you. Let's go there. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Listen, you are rising as radical healing agents. Healing agents. You will see. You will see. I sense it very strongly in my spirit. I know it. I've seen it. There's an explosion. There's something people to remind me to tell you something. Something about healing and teaching, teaching and healing. I'll remind you of something. There's an explosion of healing grace. It will be radical. It will be wild. I hope that some of you are also studying by yourselves outside of these teachings. Listening, resounding, my messages. And then you can go to the old timer, Smith Wigglesworth. Right, you can go John Alexander Dowie. I'll tell you some of the Sir William Brainham. Right, let something jump on you, let the residual energy of the spirits that latent and potent deposit of the divine nature waiting to be stirred up like the pool of Siloam. Only that now is a river of light is greater than the pool of Siloam. Wait to be stirred up. Now, I prayed for the person, person did not Jesus showed us what to do. Because what I do, God, let him not die. God, God. That's misdirected prayer. I didn't know this for a long time. But let's go to Luke chapter 22. Luke 22. The Lord showed me this. I mean, I, I've, I've preached even this message before, but by the time I explain it now, you understand, as in this particular verse I'm about to show you. Someone should please give us Luke 22 from 31 to 34. Luke 22, 31 to 34. Someone give it to us, please. This is powerful now. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Satan has done what? So you can see, Satan, has asked for you. Give me this one. Ha ha, yekumanaka. There are people that are on special order from hell. This one, let's finish him. This one, she must not be well. This one, give her this one. You know, because Satan can sense. He, 
I've told you before that one of the major things that he has is algorithmic data. He has a lot of data. He's seen about 100 billion human beings. He can iterate. He knows how to code and program it. You know, Python is a snake anyway, so he's familiar with Python. <laughs> I'm preaching. Okay. <laughs> it's a snake, so he knows Python. He's able to code and program. He has data. It's like, you know, in arts, there's something called pointillism. Pointillism, where you use points to sort of like pitch, you know, design something. So it says, thank you, Dr. Deary. It says, he's asked for you to sift you as what? As wheat. W-H-E-A-T. Now, uh, the Old Testament mind, I mean, the, the Bible mind would understand what that is. Some of you might be familiar with the way they produce ofada rice or the way they produce local rice. When they produce local rice, they harvest the rice, then they strip the, the, uh, the stalk of its grains. They put the grain in this like big stuff, then they literally beat it, beat it. Not like Michael Jackson, just beat it, just beat it. But they beat it, beat it, beat it like that so that they can dehusk it. Then when they dehusk it, what they do is that they throw the thing in the air, boom, throw it in the air, then they allow the wind to blow it. Are we following? So they said that the devil, he wants to put you in a bag. He wants to beat you, beat you, then separate you so that you don't even become what God has called you to become. Are we following? Now, what did he now say? But I have done what? Did he say, I rebuke the devil? Did he say, I've prayed that God should not let the devil ask for you? What did he say? I've prayed for you. That's where most of us are. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. What I pray for you? I pray for you. But what is the prayer? What did Jesus pray? Exactly. I've prayed for you that your faith should not fail. So the missing prayer in many of our intercessory prayers for the sick is that we're not praying for reinforcement of their faith. We're praying against the disease, but we're not saying, God, stir up his faith. Build their faith. Fortify them with strength in the inner man. Let them be energized from within. Let them not give up. Let them not quit. Why? The Bible says the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in the day of adversity. So whilst you are dealing with the disease, because don't forget, immunity. That's what we need to begin to proclaim. Let them be stirred up in their understanding that they are one with you. Let there be the spirit of grace searching on the inside of them, regardless of the pain they feel in their body. Lord, I speak to their inner man. They are stirred up. They are energized. You know why? Because it says, build up yourselves in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost, Jude 20. When people are sick, many times they cannot pray as much for themselves. He said, be strengthened with might in your inner man. Many times people cannot strengthen themselves when they are sick. The symptoms are overwhelming. Are you following what I'm saying? And for power to flow, there must be a faith flow in the giver and a faith flow in the receiver. If you give up in the day of adversity, how small is your strength? What is the strength of the believer? Faith. 
This is the victory that we have. Even our faith. So that person needs testimonies. That person needs Bible scriptures, healing scriptures. That person needs a right atmosphere. That person does not need to keep, you know, imagining the doctor's diagnosis over and over, checking what Google has to say, checking, you know, WebMD. That's not what they need. They need that atmosphere. Don't forget this is the reason the Bible says there was a, a, the centurion's daughter was sick. The damsel, 12-year-old, was sick. And people were crying and wailing and wailing. What did Jesus do? He sent everybody out and dealt with the child alone. Because those other people, they are noise, interference. That's when you're trying to make a call. And the say, hello, 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 I can't hear you. Hello, hello. There's an interference in the faith flow. The frequency is jamming. So when the devil asks for Peter, Jesus didn't say, devil, don't ask. You two, they ask. Stop it. Jesus didn't say, eh, why are you asking? Jesus didn't say, God, tell the devil. No. He said, I pray for you that your faith will not fail. And it says that when you return, what should you do? Strengthen your brethren. In other words, I know that there's going to be a falling away or, or the, things may look like they're going worse. But if your faith is strong, the righteous will bounce back. And when you bounce back by experience, you have more faith, greater faith, more like a greater experience of faith to be able to strengthen other people. That's the power of a testimony. When you have applied the word and come with a testimony, your conviction, is it deeper or shallower? It's not deeper, it's deeper now. All right, are we good? So I want to talk about how do you administer healing on yourself and then on other people. So I gave you a couple of rings on Sunday. Please, let's start with Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 uh, from verse, help me Lord. From verse 23 to 25. Um, so I was giving you a couple of reasons why God wants you healed, healthy, and whole. Number one, I said God loves you. Number two, God is love, and it's the nature of love to fix whatever is wrong. Okay? Love fixes what is wrong. Love advances that which is good and does all it can to stop evil. Number three, God sent his son, his only begotten son. Begotten son. God stepped out of God. And all you had left was still God. Because God is so full that you can't reduce it. God sent his son to die for your salvation and your healing. Number four, write this down. God paid for your wholeness. God paid for your wholeness. Who himself bore our sins in where? This is, sorry, First Peter 2, 24 to 25 now. 24 to 25. So, I'm completing the list. I didn't give you all the lists on Sunday. Number one, God loves you. Number two, God is love and it's the nature of love to fix whatever is wrong. Number three, God sent his only begotten son to die for your salvation and your healing. Num Sorry, number three, that is. Number four, God paid for your wholeness. Don't settle for anything less than whole. God paid. Let me, let me see. Let's assume that you went to Domino's Pizza, uh, Minister Solomon's favorite spot, right? 
He is the Lord. So he went to Domino's Pizza, right? And you paid for 16-inch, that's large, spicy chicken kebab pizza. Then you paid for garlic bread. Then you paid for pinkberry yogurt. Then you paid for, uh, what's that thing? Founder's favorite uh, ice cream. Then you paid for, what does they sell? Something, milk, that is so. so. And you waited, you did your 15 minutes of waiting for the pizza and all of that. Then they now gave you the pinkberry, they gave you one yogurt, then they gave you two slices of pizza. Tell me, what are you going to do? What will you do? What will you do? Tell me. I'm loving the energy on YouTube. Keep it coming. Keep, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep, keep it coming. Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep, 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 keep. What will you do? <laughs> Dami said they'll see crazy. Moses changed it for them. August says, Can I speak to the manager? Right? Because I'm about to age that man. <laughs> Incomplete order. Good. Okay. Why are they giving two slices instead of the whole thing? Okay, let's move. Now let's assume that they actually gave you the whole box of pizza. Then you opened it when you got home. The pizza was complete, but one slice. I'd been taken out just one slice of the pizza. What will you do? Just one slice. What will you do? It's not complete. Drag them on IG. Come on now. Drag them on IG. Kabune Kelia. Call for compensation. Beautiful. Now, final example. You got there and you discovered that they took just a bite. It wasn't a whole slice. Just took a bite. And then you could feel the smudging of cream around the, the spoon they kept in the yogurt. Then the yogurt top had been tampered with. Y'all take the whole. Now listen, why don't we settle for the whole pizza of wholeness, of divine health? Why do we allow a bite of headache? Why do we allow a smudge spoon of stomach ache? Why don't we drag the devil in the realm of the spirit and say, devil, how dare you give me a spinal cord sprain? Are you, are you, are you all right? What is it? Why do we manage the pizza-lessness or the slice that is gone? Why do we settle for less than what God paid for? Maybe it's because we didn't pay for it. And so it doesn't feel, feel as bad. But when Jesus sees, come on, I feel like preaching. When Jesus sees what he paid for, not fully delivered, it's like, come on, why are you not dragging that devil right now? Why are you not? Why are you not using his nose to blow parara? Why do you see it now? Somebody, do you see it? High five me through the screen and say, yes, pastor. Come on now. No longer will you settle for less. No longer will you wait and allow the enemy have a field day. Theosism are because they have devised, developed medicine to take our money and because it's not that deep. I'll tell you tomorrow, I'll tell you something about medicine later, either today or Sunday. There's almost, almost, and I'm just saying this gracefully, Almost no medicine that leaves you in a perpetually better state than it left you. Every injection, infusion of synthetic material does something to your body. 
except your body has great immunity or the ability to recover, repair, and reject the deposit. Almost every medicine has a dimension of toxin in it. Almost every. In fact, I will read some statements, because you know I study, you know I don't play. I'll read some statements from medical experts. I mean, the, the doctors amongst us. Someone say I'm not settling for less. Doctor among us can verify what I'm saying. Someone say I'm not settling for less. Someone shout I'm not settling for less. PLT, please, ma'am, if you can just help me with my charger or send one of the boys to help me. I'm not settling, as my phone charger that is, I'm not settling for less. Jimmy says, because medicine is actually anti-poison and it's made from poison. Tell him. Uh, the charger of my, my phone. All right. So, somebody say, Jesus paid for my wholeness. I'm not settling for, for and the, the headache is almost gone. There's no almost. Go, go, go. Get out. Oh, and the stomachache has reduced. Thank God. But go. You cannot stay. Listen, sicknesses are like those friends that come over to your house to visit and then they spend the night. And when you don't see anything, they spend two nights. And when you don't see anything, they spend three nights, four nights. Then they move in. And every extra day they are spending, they are bringing their bags. They are bringing their Ghana must go. They are bringing their material. And all of a sudden, you're beginning to accommodate and accommodate until one day. For somebody today is that day. You are no longer going to be the dumping ground to microbes and microorganisms that are damaging you. In the name of Jesus, you are completely healed in Jesus' name. Number, so look at what it says. First Peter 2, 24. Sorry, one moment, guys. Anybody feeling good? All right. Anybody feeling fly? Anybody feeling so all right? Still good? So just be for my wholeness. Don't settle for half-eating pizza. Don't. Don't do that. Don't. Don't do that. It's like you go to that Amala joint, then the Yalamala now dips her hand inside the Amala, puts it, uses it. Don't touch my food. Don't touch my food. Don't touch my food. All right. Number five. Now, this powerful. Number five. Why does God want you healed? A healed, whole, and healthy you can do more for God and for others. 
Sickness often reduces your impact, your relevance, your productivity, and your ministry. Sickness often, almost always, will reduce your impact, your relevance, your productivity, and your ministry. Listen, there might be times I said it that sickness doesn't glorify God, but God can get the glory out of your sickness. Okay? God can. But when people are sick, you see, their impact is reduced. Even the volume of their voices go down. Productivity can't produce as much. The body begins to use all of its resources to try to sustain itself. Now, why would God make you just for you? He says, in blessing, I'll bless you. In multiply, I'll multiply. In you or through you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. That means that your life exists to be a fruitful tree that has branches and leaves and fruit and can use those fruits to feed other people, as you see now. So you have to think about that. I would rather rest intentionally than to be on bed rest compulsorily. I would rather have head rest intentionally than be on bed rest compulsorily. That's why Jesus, see, God is so, is so intelligent, so wise, like, like so good that he instituted the Sabbath or the Shabbat. The Sabbath is supposed to be one day in a week where you enjoy the healing properties of divine energy. I don't always keep it. I don't always keep it, but most Mondays for me are light. Chill time with my babe. And my God, and my me. Right? Sabbath. And everybody goes, by the way, if you're an active minister, an active uh, leader, servicing member, Sunday cannot be your Sabbath because Sunday is, you're working. You're working on Sunday. So you have to find out what day is my Sabbath? Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we haven't died to sins. Died. We died to sins. Now, we died to sins. In our bodies, we're still tempted to sin. We still have symptoms, as it were, of that nature in our body. But we've died to it. So, because through sin came sickness, when we died to sin, we also died to sickness. However, just like we're tempted to sin and sometimes we stumble, we're also tempted to participate in sickness. But just the same way a believer, if he falls into sin, should not stay in sin. The same way a believer, if he falls into sickness, should not stay in sickness. Though the righteous man falls seven times, shall rise again. We died to sin. It was through sin that death came into the world. The forerunner of death is sickness. Sickness is a messenger of death. It's, it's only active, active because it's activated by sin. Sin activated death. Death would have been jobless forever if sin did not come into man. It was the action of man, the disobedience of man, boom, that activated sin. Death is only relevant because man. 
activated through his sin. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed for you were like sheep going astray and now you've returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. We'll speak about this on Sunday. Number six, your healing, health and wholeness bring God glory. Your healing, health and wholeness, they bring God glory. They bring God glory. They bring God glory. No cap. Even though he's the captain of your salvation. Jesus departed from there Matthew 15, 29 to 31. Matthew 15, 29 to 31. Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat, sat down there. Then great Moses came to him, having with, with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seen. What's the last line there? Somebody help us. Matthew 15, 29 to 31. The scribes need to move faster tonight. What's the last line there? Matthew 15. 29 that was the last line the last line and they glorified the god of israel that means healing health and wholeness bring god glory so which one would you rather have give the glory than health and wholeness. now how do you receive your healing let me talk about this and then i'll talk about how do you minister healing how to receive your healing number one know it inside your heart but fully convinced, right? Be completely convinced inside your heart that God wants you healed, healthy, and whole all the time. Oh, maybe God doesn't want me. Mm -mm. We don't have sufficient scripture to back that your man-made hypothesis maybe god just wants me to rest mm -mm 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 -mm. if god wants you to rest that's what it says now when god wanted us to rest what did he say matthew 10 come unto me all you that labor and heavy laden and you i mean yeah receive and you shall rest find rest for your souls the key to rest for your soul is coming to him acknowledging him spending the sabbath with him it's not sickness that will inform your rest your rest pattern should not take the shape of the sickness cycle in your space. Should not. So know it. If you're not sure about it, go through those six reasons I gave you from Sunday and go over and over. And, you know, because, you know, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. How did you learn that paracetamol was what you take whenever you have a headache? You heard it. You heard it. Aspirin. You heard it. Uh, uh, chloroquine. You heard it. Camoquine. Uh, sliver queen. Sore throat queen. And you've forgotten that you are a king and a queen. Better than Alexander McQueen. Don't get me started. 
Well, you already did. Every time. God wants, someone say, God wants me whole every time. God wants me whole every time. I, I don't want to go into those kind of deep and troublesome theological waters. But the devil that is God's, that is fighting God, going against God's will, God's antagonist, God still allows him to go up and down. He says, the devil goes like a roaring lion. That means even the devil, in quotes, in quotes, is healthy enough to oppose God. So why would God want you to be unhealthy, not to resist the devil, that is healthy enough? Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, the sons of God gathered, and the devil now also gathered. He said, devil, where have you been? He said, I've been going up and down the world. Even the devil has gone global. How much more you? Can't devil say ni karabatuza, sapina kuvai. Somebody say, I'm whole all the time, all the time, all the time. Rest is essential. Taking breaks is essential. I'm not saying go and overwork yourself. Because again, John Alexander Dowie, I'll tell you about him later. Magnificent healing ministry. But he overworked himself and he had mental issues. Mental issues. If, if you read uh, God's generals, you see some of the stories there. So you're still a human being. God, God didn't create you as, as an angel. You're still a human being. God didn't created you as a heavenly being. You are a spirit being with earthly parameters. So there are still protocols that govern the earth. No matter how healthy a chicken is, if you keep it underwater for too long, it's going to die. Say, I'm a chicken, I'm a chicken. Well, you're not created for the water. No matter how great the whale is, it cannot survive too long on the moon. How even carry the whale to the moon without whaling? If you carry a whale to the moon, you will whale because of the whale. Then you'll say, a whale, a whale. All right, let's go. Number two, stop making excuses for sickness and stop justifying diseases. Stop it. Everybody shout, stop. Everybody shall stop. Some of us defend sicknesses like it's the gospel. Defend the gospel, not sickness. <laughs> stop sacred cows in your heart, in your mind, in your thinking. Well, there's some kind of sicknesses that God just uses to test people. He just tried to, uh, he's giving us practicals. See, Jesus gets healing everybody. Why? Healing is core repair reconciliation is core to the kingdom when the kingdom is an operation one of its manifestation is wholeness wholeness i'll show you some scriptures later stop making excuses my daddy had it my brother had it my auntie had it. no problem you will not have it you are the difference maker you are the, and you begin to, you have to say this to yourself in the name of Jesus. Any, so, the, you know, there's some prayers. Maybe I've prayed some of these prayers for some of you. you. Might have heard me pray before. If you've heard it, tell me. I'll say something like, if there's anything in your body that is waiting for activation at the future time, I come against it right now. I uproot it by the power of God. 
the real, the person who operates kingdom influence, right? It's not the person that is reacting to situations. It's the person that is enacting God's situations. Don't react. Enact. Enact. When I pray for my, over my wife and over my children, I'm speaking. I don't just speak about what has happened. I'm speaking about their future. They will not have bad friends. I surround them with a fire, the fence of God's fire that filters out negativity. As they grow and they're exposed to different things, they will not be contaminated. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Number three, see sickness as an enemy and decide never to accommodate it again. Make that decision. I don't do sickness. I don't do it. I don't, everybody shout, I don't do it. I don't do sickness. Gift, I'm feeling your energy on YouTube. p I see you. Perfecta, I see you. J-Flow, Bellonia Singer, I see you. Joy, I didn't do it. I don't. See it as an enemy. Why? For those reasons I already gave you in the first six things, right? Number four and then decide not to accommodate so i said it like it's like a friend it will come and say hey, can i stay here let me just squat don't squat with me headache don't squat no squatting no squatters allowed migraine high blood pressure kidney failure no don't don't try it hmm? i'm dream space not nightmare space not terror space okay now, number four is that you believe the spoken and written word. Now, this is th this next, uh, next four are very important, okay? Believe the spoken and the written word and fill your heart and tongue with healing scriptures. You have to believe. Now, how do you believe by what you hear? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it comes by hearing. So every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, watch this now, carries the faith of God. Hmm. Get it, get it, get it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. So man's life is dependent on words. Man's life is dependent on words. Is Pialta still on this call? I'm not seeing the comments again. Don't leave me by myself, babe. People are like, there are about 60 of us on both platforms. You are saying you're by yourself. No, I'm not talking about being by yourself, but... Everybody, go and find my wife for me. Don't go. Don't go. Yes. So man's life is dependent on words. The quality, the quality, good to see, of your life is directly proportional to the quality of the words you hear, the words you believe, and the words you speak and act upon. The words you hear, the words you believe, the words you speak, and the words you act upon four parameters of those words but your life is shaped by words everything every major thing in your life words were involved you were named words were spoken over you 
They granted you admission. They wrote words on letter to say you accepted. You graduated. They wrote words on a certificate. You had land uh, arguments. Lawyer. Word. Spoke. You said, I like boy. He proposed to you. Words. You got married. Words. So words have spiritual and legal implications. So you have to believe the spoken and the written word and then fill your heart and tongue with healing scriptures. The psalmist says, I believe it's Psalm 45, my heart is indicting a good matter. My tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. So what happens is I take in ink with my ears and I release ink with my tongue. I take in ink with my ears or paint and I color it with my tongue. I dip my tongue in the ink of God's intentions. Are you seeing where that came from? And I paint pictures of divine delight in every area of my... Those are... Say, my, my, my pastor is poetic. Yes, I am. I am, but it's not, I'm not just poetic and prophetic. Because if you are poetic and not prophetic, you might not be able to deal with the pathetic. So this is where the work is. The work, the big work, after you've done the decisions and all, and agreeing with God, I believe the word. I speak the word. I believe the word. I hold on to the word. The word, I told you my own process. I don't do drugs. I don't do medication. Right? This is the process. Declaring the word. Damn it all, you're fine. Your head is fully functional. Your body, the, the, uh, the strain you feel, or the, the pain you feel is gone in the name of Jesus. Number five. If anybody's going to fight your healing, it's the devil. So number five, what do you do? Rebuke the devil and the sickness with God's word, with faith, authority, and audacity. Rebuke the devil. The devil has an inbuilt weakness. He is bound to flee at the rebuke of a faith-filled believer. He flees. Let me say this. Many believers don't seem to really know that it's a real thing. That when you speak with authority, what you're doing, and I'll explain that in ministering healing, what you're doing is that you're literally transferring spiritual energy. And the way it might be... How can I, how can I? How many of you have, you're, you're familiar with earth, wind, earth, wind, water, and fire, right? Earth, wind, water, and fire, which are symbols. Now, those symbols have been perverted, right? Perverted by New Age, astrology, Scientology, um, and dark arts. But they are operations or administrations in the spirit realm. That's what they are. So you see, the Godhead, the Godhead manifests in those four dimensions. They have many, 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 many other dimensions. There are even dimensions that are unknown to man in this, yeah, avatar, right? In this age. But let me give you some examples. Jeremy 32, I believe verse 8, he is the rock. His word is perfect. That's rock. That's earth. When you see in the book of uh, Daniel, a stone came. Daniel, Revelation actually, came and struck 
I'm mixing my scriptures up. Someone get it for me. I believe it's Daniel. The tower that is that this one isn't Daniel. The big idol that had the uh, the clay foot, iron, then uh, bronze, then gold, and all of that. That statue, boom, fell. Was a rock. That's a manifestation of the spirit. Corinthians says that they drank from the same spiritual rock. It's an administration. Okay? Then we can go to water. Out of the belly of flores or living water. There's a mountain whose streams. There's fountain whose streams. Uh, there's a river. There's a... <laughs> help me now. There is a city. God, help me. There are many thoughts inside my head. Psalms. There's a reef. There's a... Whose streams make like there's a river? Whose streams make like city of God? Yes. God's in the midst of her. That's an addition of water. When you go to Revelation 21, talks about the river of God flowing pure, like crystal, river administration. When you go to Ezekiel 47, river administration. Okay? Wind, also the Holy Spirit. John 20, breathe upon them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Acts of the 20, sound of a mighty rushing wind. Right, John 3 8, the wind blows wherever I listed. Now, there are different administrations. Many times, when you are in warfare, the administration of the Holy Ghost you are engaging is fire, and that fire torments the devil, the devil and his devils. That's why Jesus said, When you cast them out, cast them into the dry places of the earth. Why? The dry places of the earth are reminiscent of fire. When you go into a hot desert, it's like fire is burning. When the believer vents the word of God, it says God is a consuming fire. What is happening is that you are tormenting the devils. That's why don't forget, when Jesus came and said, Son of God, have you come to torment us? Why have you come to torment us? Why? Operating in spiritual authority Torments the devil. We get it. So when you speak with authority and audacity, you are tormenting nothing that's trying to be tormenting you. You are essentially saying, you cannot torment me, I'm tormenting you. And power must bow before power. Once there's a recalibration of your consciousness level in the things of God, and you know you are coming in the name of Jesus. I was seeing that. See, body swellings will disappear like this. Roots will dissolve. And you will test them and see, oh, it's gone. Number six. Then you now speak to that body. Behold. Command your frame, your intestines, your organs. Command it. Receive life. That's what you do. Command it. Receive life. Everybody shall receive life. Say function. Then you move. Command. Command. He says that river everywhere it goes. Where does that river start? Out of your belly, out of your heart. It flows. How does it flow? What is the opening from the altar? Your mouth. That's the doorway. Ooh, open your mouth. Let the river flow and irrigate the different aspects. When you irrigate your life, you irritate that spirit of death. You irritate the works of death. Number seven, in claiming your, your healing. Self-healing by the power of God. Stand on God's word and act as one who has been healed. Now, part of God's word 
part of God. Because someone's going to go like, so does it mean I will not pray for anybody? Does it mean um, nobody should pray for me? No. Part of standing on God's word is James chapter 5. Thank you, Holy God. James chapter 5. From verse 13. Someone give it to us. James 5 from verse 13 to verse 16. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Are you seeing? If anyone is suffering, let him pray. What's he doing with that prayer? Staring up his faith. Also praying for direction. Also re releasing the energy of the spirit. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them do what? Pray over him anointed him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, someone's going to be like, he said we should have anointing service. Calm down. And someone's going to be like, ah, he doesn't mean anointing oil is bad. Wait. How many times did you see Jesus use anointing oil? How many times did you see any of the apostles or the disciples use oil? So when you look at the oil here, don't think about, oh, anointing oil. Think about Baum. Think about what he can do in the natural dimension to accelerate or to give the body the natural chance. And this, this is not, he's not talking about using medication. He's talking about ornaments. He's talking about, so for example, you went to play football, they're swelling on your leg. Yeah, lay hands, but also get a boniki or rub or something. Rub it. Okay, how do I know is the prayer of faith? Verse 15, what's going to heal the sick? Is it the oil? No, what's going to heal the sick? In verse 15, the prayer of exactly, fair, you also writes. Shepherds also do that. They rub the oil to, cause, to stop the, the ticks and animals from biting or penetrating. Verse 15, what heals the, this is what I was telling you before, that what you need to pray is the prayer of faith. That's a prayer set in faith, but also a prayer that deposits faith. That is what saves the sick. And the Lord will do what? Raise him up. Now, listen. His sin, his sin does not have a right to stop his healing. That's why he now says in verse 16, if, or rather verse 15 towards the end, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Are you seeing this now? He didn't say, let him confess his sin first. Later, verse 16, now say, confess your trespasses to one another uh, and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, that healing, when you check the original word, is not talking about healing from the physical sickness. He's saying healing from the premise I'm going to be teaching on Sunday. Inner child wounds, childhood trauma. The psychological impact of that thing. He said, the father will heal you before he starts scolding you or before he starts training you. Someone that is sick cannot really hear the training they are trying to give him. Heal him first. Are we here? Anybody blessed already? I can't go as deep as I would like to go with how to administer healing. But let me give us a few things. Anybody blessed already? What is divine healing? Divine healing 
is the removal of the disease that has come upon the body by the power of God. Removing that by the power of God. Divine health is to live daily so in touch and in tune with God. Excuse me. That the life of God flows into the body just like the life of God flows into the mind and the spirit. The life of God in your spirit, boom, it flows in your spirit organically. Then it flows in your mind. How does the life of God in your spirit flow into your mind? When you meditate. When you meditate, you medicate, right? Meditation allows the life of God in your spirit to flow in your mind. That's when you're sucking the juices. Then faithful action allows that same life from your mind to flow into your body. Now, who does the work of healing? The Holy Spirit is the one that does the work of healing. The Spirit of God heals. I'm just editing now. I'm editing. I'm editing. Matthew 8, 16, 17. When even that come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, with a word, with a word. He cast out the spirit with a word. I shared with you on Sunday. Words are spirits. John 6, 6 to 3. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So you don't cast out spirits with flesh. You don't cast out spirits with physical ijakadi, uh, right? or jakad, or jakadi, or even bakadi. You don't do that. You cast out spirit with spirit. Get out in the name of Jesus. It says, He healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Let me just warn you ahead of time. I'm going to intentionally repeat many of the scriptures over and over through till the end of June, maybe even beyond June. I need you to absorb it. I think that because I tend to be very prolific and dynamic and share a lot, I don't repeat certain things enough. I need to repeat certain things. Gotta get it. As I want to get to a point where I'm, I'm quoting scripture, you are, you are finishing it for me. Mm-hmm. So you cast out spirit with your words. Now, Jesus, there are 41 cases of recorded healings, 41 cases in the Bible, in the Gospels, in the Gospels. Nine of them were with multitudes, three of them with very large crowds. Now, when you go to Luke chapter 9, you're going to see the healing ministry of Jesus exploding. Luke chapter 9, go there very quickly. Exploding, massive, just going. So what does he do? The crowds kept coming. He alone does not continue to heal them just by himself. So he empowers people. Luke 9, 1 to 2. Go there very quickly. Luke 9, 1 to 2. Give it to us. Then he called his 12 disciples together. And what did he do? What did he do? He gave them power. Dunamos. The dynamic energy. Then he gave them the authority, which is the password, the right to use it. So power is giveable. Authority is handleable. That's why they call something abuse of authority. Because there can be use of authority. So abuse, abnormal use of authority. Which means that these elements are 
potent in the realm of the spirit. Are you seeing now? He gave it to them. Somebody say, I've been given power. It's not a loan. It's not a loan. L-O-A-N. I've taught you before. The Holy Spirit is not a loan. Therefore, I'm not alone. I've been given power. He gave them power. Over who? He didn't see Jesus is so unselfish in the disbursement of divine resources. He doesn't say, hey, well, you guys have not been to the seminary. You've not been tested. Peter will still deny me. Let me give you power over only Apollyon and Abaddon. Let me not give you power over Baphomet. Let me not give you power over the elements and Maseroth, Acturus. Let me not give you power over Beelzebub. And demonic clusters. He gave them power and authority over all the demons. And to cure diseases. Then what did he do? He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So it's a complete package. We cannot claim that we are kingdom influencers and we are not comfortable with healing the sick. We must be comfortable. It must be doing us. Every sickness must collect. Body, they pepper me. So what they do, verse 6, they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing where? Verse 6, healing everywhere. Let's start healing everywhere. Shopping malls, cars, hospitals, healing everywhere. Let that be the default factor. Listen, I want to trust God. Then for, for some of you who've had struggles with evangelism, start out by saying, can I pray for you? I, I just want to agree with you in prayer. I prayed with somebody yesterday and it was amazing what people are going through. Someone I've seen over and over and over, a security person, uh, one of the security people at Drum Space, over and over and over. But I was almost going to pray for somebody today, but... He was rushing into his car. I got down from the car where Diamond was driving to go and meet the person. Let's start healing everywhere. Don't wait till Sunday. Take the sun into your day. Send me my white paper. Don't wait till Sunday. Take the sun into your day. Let the sun shine. Let the sun shine. All right? Now, when you go to Luke chapter 10, there's so much to teach. Don't miss Sunday. Sunday, we're going to begin to transition from just physical healing into emotional healing. On Sunday, I'm teaching Jesus loves little children. Right? So it's going to be like, uh, they will love to Jesse. Tamane Kopalata. My devices are hanging and I want to just. Jesus loves little children. All the children of the world. Sunday is Jesus loves little children. Healing childhood, childhood wounds. And living whole as an adult. Many of us have childhood wounds. Many of us. And so many of the procrastination, hesitation, anger, outburst, insecurity, pride, arrogance, many of those things are rooted in wounds that were sustained within the first 
four to seven years of our lives. And for some people, a little later than that. I never really healed from it. Tore you apart. And so now you're overly sensitive, overly critical, overly competitive, overly independent, overly workaholic. Because we learn to survive. So we develop coping strategies, right? God can use some of them to his glory. But we need to be whole. We need to be whole. All right? Let me close with Luke chapter 10. Come on now, Savarushis. So they went everywhere. They were healing and all. Then it said, you know, then Luke chapter 10 verse 1. Don't forget, Luke 9, he sent the 12 out. Luke 10, he sent the 70 out. Verse 2, the harvest truly is great, but laborers are few. Therefore, go into all of that place and do, you know, heal and heal and heal. Verse 17, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And it said to them, I saw Satan fall like from heaven, but Lord, I give you authority to tread upon this and sticks and scorpions and all. How do you minister healing to people? Maybe on Sunday I'll touch on it a little bit more. How does it work? It's the Holy Spirit that heals. There are two modes of administering the healing power of God. One, the laying of hands. Two, speaking faith-filled words with audacity and authority. Okay? How does it work? The spirit is real. The spirit is a person. He's not our kind of person that is respected by time and energy. He's not, he's tireless. He's tireless and he's wireless. Come on now, somebody send me that. He's tireless and he's wireless. He's everywhere right now. He's everywhere. The spirit of God is everywhere because the spirit of God is God. God is omnipresent. And he's at, I can't even say ever expanding, but he's, he's indepletable. He cannot be depleted. So, how do you minister healing? There has to be contact with the words or with your hands. You lay hands or you lay words. Or you do both. But the key element there is that the recipient must have faith to receive what the giver is releasing by faith. Now, somebody's going to go like, do unbelievers have faith? They have faith in God as healer. Faith in Jesus as healer. They don't have the faith of salvation, but they believed. That's why they went to the crusade. The sign that they believed was that they went to the crusade even though they couldn't walk. They had to use a wheelchair. They jumped the bus from Oshodi to that mountain, to that place. That is the sign of their faith. Or if it's an online prayer meeting where the, the man of God says, lay your hands on the screen right now or fall on your knees. Those are the demonstrations of faith. But the Spirit of God, can you superimpose uh, your faith on people's faith? Maybe if they are dead or insane. Most of the time. Or incapable if they are dysfunctional. But if they are conscious enough, many times, because God doesn't override people's will, except the wrestles then. <laughs> that means if you want that to happen, then you have to wrestle intercession. And you wrestle from a premise of pleading for mercy. Because if you're praying all you want to pray, and the person feels like, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. I don't want, I don't want to survive this car crash. See burns everywhere. See this, that everywhere. Let me just go. There's not a lot you can do. Especially in a case, don't forget, 
Many of the miracles of Jesus, apart from the, the few where, you know, the daughter, the 12-year-old that died in the house, the Peter's mother-in-law was sick. Almost every other miracle, the people came. That coming is a sign of faith. Like the guy that they broke the roof for. Because that is the way things are transferred in the spirit. I can't send you money if, you, if your account is not active. I cannot send. I want to send you money, but you won't risk. Is somebody following what I'm saying? Your account has to be active, even if there's zero naira there. I'm the person depositing the, the zero naira. So let's activate that account first. Sorry. I'm the person depositing money into your zero naira. In other words, it's not whether the faith is big or small. It needs to be there. Is this helping somebody? That's why Jesus said, preach the gospel of the kingdom. Are we here? Father, we give you praise and glory and honor. I wanted to close by 8.45 in two minutes of the time. We give you praise and glory and honor for your loving kindness and your mercy that endures forever. Somebody say, I've been delegated to heal. I've been delegated and deputized to heal. I've been delegated and deputized to heal. So you lay hands, you speak words, and you pray with authority. Thank you, God, for your healing virtue in this place. I release, and then you command them. You command them to do something they couldn't do before. Move that leg now. Raise that hand now. Do something you couldn't do before. If I had enough time, I'd have shown you at least five places in the Bible where Jesus said, stretch out your hand. Lazarus, come forth. Uh, what else did he say? Many things that he said. Come out of them. Are we here? Yeah. Commander the withered man, stretch your hand. Lame, walk. Leper, commander them to be cleansed. Woman, you are, you are loose, right? Glory to God. You go forth in this audacity. You go forth in this nature, in this radical reality. And as you go forth, you are backed by the kingdom of God. You are backed with the weight of heaven. You see miracles, signs, and wonders in your life. I pray for anyone here who might be feeling ill or weak or infirm in one way or the other. I command that infirmity. Go now in the name of Jesus. I command that weakness. Go now. Receive strength in your bones now. Receive strength in your mind now. I command the stress around your waist and around your spine. Live now in the name of Jesus. I command your joints to function well. I command your organs to be at a premium level. I command the atmosphere of your life to be saturated with the glory of God. You are made whole. You are healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Everybody celebrate God. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.